0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 340th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's 2019 Effective. I'm your host, SBJ. With me is Will. I am Internet's fun dad, Will, as
1: opposed to Internet's strict dad. I'm the one who lets you get away with stuff.
0: Are you? Uh, uh, What? (laughs)
1: Uh, <laughs> that's what? what Internet Strict
0: Dad would actually say. Uh, uh, Greg is here. Hello, hello. Wait, so
2: who's internet strict dad? Are you saying I'm strict? Yes. Okay. What?
1: Exactly. With that voice. But that's mm-hmm. it.
2: You're grounded. No more See? No more anything. No more Pokemon. What about Digimon? No more Digis.
0: What about... no more anything
2: that ends in Mon or Man. So there. <laughs> now you're oh, real man. in trouble.
1: What about Power Rangers? Oh, uh, that's fine.
0: Yeah, <laughs> not, go mad before. You're not getting any real enjoyable benefits from Power Rangers. You're just getting I mean, something also, very mediocre there. Yeah. It's also 2019 Year of the
1: Embor. Oh, nice. Ah,
0: year of the hog. No boar i think
1: boar is uh, yeah it's a boar it's got tusks
0: you got tusks
1: you're the boar baby
0: all right all right all right uh f- first episode <laughs> of t- first first episode of t- yeah because the last episode yeah. was
2: the 31st it was still 2018 still 2018 those bygone days when when
0: you were single when i was unmarried
3: well, have the,
0: times have changed. Let the cat out of the bag here. Irene's already calling for divorce because I made fun of yeah. her last night.
1: Wow. I mean, it's valid. I call for a divorce a lot and
0: I'm not granted it, so. Well, she had, she, like, the, the <laughs> first. <laughs> you can always tell when I'm, like, slightly angry because I like, get this comedic <laughs> stutter that happens. The first thing she does after getting back home from the hotel and everything is she goes on Amazon and orders 30 pounds of lollipops and suckers, and then she spent all day yesterday in bed uh, watching Korean pop bands. K-pop. K-pop. K-pop, as as I've been told. Bands or band.
2: Like... I don't uh, think it moved off the BTS.
0: She she has ventured elsewhere. What? Oh, uh, But BTS is still the the main the main drive there. Uh and I went up and she had uh I don't know, the sucker sticks? That you can tell that's the, yeah. the, the evidence that you can tell that somebody's had a sucker. She had like nine of them on the side of her bed and I was like, What?
1: What is that? That is happening? not low
0: carb dieting right there. Nope. Heck no. What universe did I walk into that? one, you've ordered this candy, and two, you've eaten a lot of this candy. And then she said, let me live my life. And I said, okay. And then, (laughs) like an hour later, she's like, my stomach hurts. (laughs) And I was like, you're going to be the worst mom ever because you're going to let your kids eat all the Halloween candy because you're not Al and you let your kids go trick-or-treating. Yeah. Then you're going to be like, well, I told you not to eat all the candy, and then this is the, this is the life I live now. So I mean, you just need just... to
1: call Internet Strict Dad.
2: Yeah, call me. I mean, it's just going to be just like that commercial. I learned it from you, Mom. <laughs> I learned it from you. <laughs> that 8:15 lollipops because
1: of you. So I take just... a little advice from me. Oh, I spent okay, two go. hours last night on this website. It's, it's not a new website. It's an old website. It's called You Need a Budget.
2: Oh, I like WineNab, but I used it for four months and I was like, ugh, I'm out.
1: It's just too much work.
2: It's a lot of work. Well, okay. It was supposed to be a couple working on it. Okay. It quickly I... turned into a single working mm-hmm. on it. I feel you. Uh... And, sing- and that single got kind of bitter about it and that single
1: stopped. <laughs> well, see, I don't have that problem.
2: Wait, I, mean, so I will say this. Why were are on the, the budget? budgeting stuff that I've seen, it is probably one of the best. I not, actually a think
1: that pricey? Steve would be really good at it.
0: Not mint? Oh. No, uh, Mint stinks. <laughs> I don't
1: know anything about mint, but I know mint plenty is of terrible. people have told me you need a budget is really good. You and need a I budget it, is probably like
2: it. the it's really probably the best one that's out there. Like it it does things the way that humans do it. Like mint's just like we're just gonna track things and constantly send you emails about stuff because we have real we're real bad at updating things. And why nab is actually like, hey, you're a human, and these are human things, and you need to compensate for things that you are going to do. Like, people don't do gifts like for weddings or birthdays as part of their budget, and you probably should do that and make that a line. Yeah. So, like, it's really, it's really good. I mean, I will say I learned a lot from it, even though I stopped using it. Like, it helped. Ooh, their me website under- is fancy. Yeah, they're f- super fancy. Um, sponsorship, send it our way. But like, even though I used it for a short amount of time, it was very helpful to change my mindset around budgets.
1: Yeah, that's so what I'm like, hoping for.
2: It, you know, I didn't use it a, al- I didn't use it for a long time. But I will say that I benefited from the mindset that it puts you in.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's like you know, I mean, kind of where I'm at right now with it is, let me look at next month. What do I need to spend money on? And let me allocate. Because I know how much money I'm getting in. There's no magical money fairy dropping money in (laughs) in my No, there is not. So let me look at how I'm going to split that up on the things that I have to pay for. And then it's like, all right, if I want to save $2,000 to have $2,000 cash available for Gen Con by August 1st, this is how much I have to save each month. And it's like, all right, you gave me a number, and that's a number I can do.
2: Yeah. It's really good. I mean, ultimately, I went to a spreadsheet form, kind of stealing their stuff, and just made my own spreadsheet to keep it up, so I didn't have to pay. Which I mean, the spreadsheet is nowhere near as good, but like, I could incorporate my own ideas into it, so it helped a lot in that way. But really, if you are, pro tip, if you're looking for budgetary software, (laughs) give it a spin. Yeah,
1: let, let let me put it this way: if you're not good at managing your money and you find yourself like just doing a lot of impulse buys, this is sure to help with that.
0: Yeah. yeah because it like, just puts it all in, I don't in have real the, stark. I don't have the impulse buy problem anymore. Yeah, me you, me you one, just married it. Once you, <laughs> once you... Once you... Once you apply at the unemployment office, it really turns your money yeah, world upside kinda. down. Yeah. But
1: so, so my one other plug for you need a budget, and I actually hit this one this morning, although it's just because I haven't like, I haven't settled all my line on items and everything. It's like, if you do an impulse buy, it says, okay, you spent money that you weren't planning on spending. What are you taking that away from? And it's like, that's so clear in your head. It's like, all right, I bought this thing. So now I have to take $25 away from what I was saving for my vacation. And that's, like, really cool because it, you really mean have to understand that straight.
2: Well, I mean, it's good. It's just, like, okay, let's get into New Year's resolution things. Because this is also, like, if you want to lose weight, the best thing you do is track what you eat. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because just knowing, just writing down, don't don't even care about calories, just writing down so you get a sense of how much you eat. Like, I am a stress eater. Believe me, this last week was stressful, so... I ate a lot at work because work got super, super stressful there for a little bit. Um, so just having to like record that and say, you know what? I went and bought a large movie theater-style thing of Twizzlers and I ate the whole thing in one sitting. I have to mark that down. <laughs> Makes you think, oh, I eat a lot. That's yeah. why I can't lose weight. I will also give one other thing as a New Year's resolution mindset thing. Mondays aren't magic. First of the year isn't magic. Nope. A goal that you make on a Wednesday is just as powerful as one that you make on a Monday. It doesn't matter when you make the goal. Mondays don't make it stick better. It's just that a lot of people get in the mindset that I made it on Monday. Oh, I screwed up on Wednesday, so I'm just going to not do my goal again until next Monday. Yeah. Irene it's like is the number one that. way. It's the number one way to never hit your goals. There's nothing magic about a Monday. If you messed up a day, you messed up. Start again tomorrow. Tomorrow is just as powerful as Monday. So if you're making New Year's goals, I don't make resolutions anymore. It's like I make a goal that I think I want to hit and just make a goal. Stick to it. If you want to go to the gym, great. Go to the gym. Understand that your gym experience in January and February is going to be much worse Because there's so many people in there trying to get these goals started. And if you find the gym intimidating, believe me, I go to my gym in June, and it's empty. There's like five of us in there. Whereas everybody who does the first of the year, like, I'm going to go to the gym. And oh my gosh, gyms are always crowded. They're only crowded in January and February when everybody thinks they have to do something at the start of the year. And a lot of them empty out. Like, I love my gym in the summer because it's like me... And three other people and we're like, hey, we got the whole place to ourselves because everybody who made their resolutions and then believed that they failed or they just didn't like it because it was so crowded. January and February are like the worst times for most things because everybody's rushing to do it. So give your you know what? Say I am going to make a March resolution. My New Year starts in March when most people have decided
1: to give up on theirs. Go <laughs> and check things out in March. They can do it for my birthday. Yeah. Which is at the we- beginning of March.
2: National Will Day, National Will Resolution Day. Be let permissive, Dad. Let you get away from things.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And
2: then in May, when angry Dad, who's me, apparently comes roaring in.
1: (laughs) I said strict Dad, not angry. Oh, strict Dad. You're a rule enforcer. I'm a rule breaker. I am. Okay, you're not wrong.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We got some Pokemon news. Do we? Yeah, we got some Pokemon news. Uh, I do want to take a quick second, though, and thank everyone for the kind words uh, for Irene and I this past week and everything. And a huge, huge shout out to uh, our Slack community who, um, I guess, I, I'm still going through gifts, so I apologize. Um, there's a lot of boxes of boxes in my house. I know we had a gift opening stream, but I. Still, like, have to look through the list of who sent what in and where his stuff came from, but I do know the uh, there was some fine folks in Slack that pooled together some money to send a couple of gifts to Irene and I, so thank you. Um, they
1: sent much-needed towels for someone yes. who has showered at your house for years. Much-needed towels. I have plenty
0: of towels, Will. now
1: crummy, worn-out
0: towels. Oh, my goodness. Well, I
1: mean...
2: But j- you do have, uh, by official etiquette, three months after you return from your honeymoon, to send out thank you cards
0: for your wedding. Oh that yeah, is Official yeah. etiquette. I, I have to. I have to find a thank you card that is cute, and then buy it, and then fill them out, and then mail them.
1: Just so- buy any card in the. Um... Pokemon Center in Japan that has Japanese on it, and we'll all just assume it's a thank you It
2: call. just okay. says thank you. It's a good well, I'll ask Andrew. Just, you know, get Andrew in on it so that he says, oh, those all say thank you.
1: Because
2: <laughs> what do we know? Well, I mean, a couple of people are taking Japanese right now, so Wait. they may get onto it.
1: Greg, I was going to say, were you with me when I bought wedding cards, but you weren't, because it was Kay. I K. wasn't. Kay was K. 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 with me, but we saw a card that literally said The family that slays together. And I was like, what? (laughs) This is not appropriate. Video game slays? Like what? Or is it like like murderers? (laughs) Like serial killers? It's not like
2: slays as in Santa slays. The family that takes a horse-drawn carriage together gets to a
1: location together. No, it's S-L-A-Y-S.
2: Okay, I'm looking this up. (sighs) See if I can find it online.
0: So you look that up. Our first bit of news here is off pokemon Go, live.com. start off the new year with adventure sync hatchathon trainers welcome to a brand new year with adventure sync hatchathon to celebrate new beginnings trainers will enjoy bonuses for hatching eggs from january 2nd from 1 pm PST to january 15th 1 pm Pst make sure your shoes are tight laced for a long journey as you are more likely to receive 5k and 10k eggs from Pokestops and gyms. Don't forget to activate Adventure Sync to make your steps count towards hatching eggs while you're on the go. Enjoy more ways of staying on top of your well-being for the new year while working uh, towards rewards with a weekly fitness summary as you start your New Year's at resolution off on the right foot, see the details below. I already said it goes till January 15th. Your bonuses are two times Hatch Candy, two times Stardust, Hatch Hatch Stardust. Higher chances of receiving 5 and 10k eggs from PokéStops and gyms, and it's time to hatch a plan to make the most of your Pokémon eggs. Trainers, stay safe and happy exploring the Pokémon Go team.
1: I thought we were doing resolutions in March.
0: Well, you know, wants,
1: they
2: didn't
0: wants... They, want, they didn't get the memo.
2: They didn't get the memo. I will say that over the week of the holidays, running around and doing shopping, I almost ran out of eggs. I was hatching so many eggs.
0: You were? I, yeah. yeah. Okay. I have not bought incubators. I haven't either. Since October... And I want to say the main reason I bought incubators then was because it was in a box. Uh, Like one of those ultra boxes or whatever. I don't think I've bought a standalone incubator since like March of last year. I want to say specifically, what was it? It, Was it the April uh, extravaganza thing that they did with baby Pokemon? And that was like the first time you could get like shiny Why not and shiny um, Magby? And I burned through probably... I mean, this is a small chump change compared to hardcore Pokemon Go players, but I probably burned through, like, 20 incubators, and I didn't hatch anything of note. Like, I've probably hatched, uh, look how many eggs I've hatched, but I've never hatched, like, a shiny Pokemon. (laughs) I did. (laughs) I did it at Thunder Bay Grill.
1: What did you hatch at Thunder Bay?
2: I hatched a shiny Megby. Well, well, well. And I've, okay... Of wild Pokemon I've that were shiny.
0: One thousand three hundred and twenty eggs, and I've never hatched a shiny.
2: I hatched one shiny, why not? And now a shiny Magby. But in general, I okay, I will say in general my wild shiny luck is not great, but I know you're gonna call me out of that because I just had like super luck. So yeah. I can't
0: say that anymore. Well you had got like two Santa hat Pikachu's back to back, right? Back to back.
2: Wow, there, it was. I was walking, so I didn't go grocery shopping because I was out of town. So I was like, "Oh, I have to go out to. The, I have to walk through the Skyways to get lunch from one of the many restaurants." I'm like, "I'll just check Pokemon. I don't want to catch any because I'm kind of low on balls, so I'll just check ones that could possibly be shiny." And so I hit a shiny he- Santa Hat Pikachu. And I'm like, "Oh, awesome!" And I caught it. And then there was another one, just just barely on screen, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll just check it. I mean, it's not going to be shiny."
0: And it was.
2: <laughs> Jeez. Dang. Uh, I can't
0: say I don't have wild luck anymore. I guess not. Probably a conversation for a different time, but I am i don't like the egg and incubator process that happens in Pokemon Go. Uh, I don't have a solution. I don't know what would make it better. Probably if you would have asked me six months ago, I would have said, like, stop giving me these egg events and forcing me to only get 2k eggs so i burn through my incubators faster but let me tell you switching to 5k eggs and 10k eggs i don't think make this makes this situation any better i think it makes it more frustrating because there's nothing good in 5k eggs (laughs) so i don't have any answers I mean,
2: what do you like about it just the pokemon that are available
0: i don't i don't think there are any good pokemon available in eggs i think that's the frustrating part oh but like i don't know if adding more pokemon to the pool makes that a more enjoyable experience.
2: I mean, it's, for me, it's a non-experience. I mean, I just think, oh, I have to put a thing in an incubator, and usually it hatches on my adventure sink. It says, oh, an egg's about to hatch, and when I go in there, it didn't show me animation, and then I just pull up to see what recently caught, and I see what's in there, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just put more eggs in. Like, it's so hands-off in my brain, and there are times when I just think, did I put anything in an actual incubator, and I've been walking around and not having one there, because it I just didn't think about it. It's just it's such a hands-off, non-existence experience for me. That's probably not what they want, but I just don't think about it.
1: I'm very much the same as Greg, but I do enjoy playing the what's-it-going-to-be game because I don't know what's a 2K versus a 5K versus a 10K, so I'm just like, it could be anything when it goes (laughs) crack-crack. And then it's an Aeron, and I'm like, oh, another one of those... (sighs)
2: Yeah. Do you think, would it be better if only things
1: that you can't catch in the wild would be in there? Mm. Mm. But you get the candy. That's the thing. You need that candy to evolve the other stuff.
0: I think it would be better if the Pokemon in the eggs were the Pokemon that were, see that doesn't, I would say like rarer in the world, but 10k eggs do that with Snorlax and Chansey and I don't want Snorlax and Chansey anymore. Or like trap Hinch, I guess. Like I'm sure there. Like I, I don't think I've ever seen a wild trap pinch. But I've probably out of the last like thirty 10k eggs I've hatched, I want to say like 20 of the 30 were trap pinch, and then the other 10 were Chansey and Snorlax. So like, I don't think that makes it any better. <laughs> I'm I'm stocked on trap inch, I'll let you know that. But I've I don't think yeah I don't think I've ever seen a wild trap pinch uh, ever in Pokemon Go.
2: Also, where's Badoo? In my
0: eggs. Oh, I hatched one of those. What? Are they egg available? Yeah, they're in... I don't know what they're in. I think they're in 7K. I have no clue. I can look it up, but I hatched one. Apparently that could be shiny as well. Wait, who
1: was it that caught the shiny Roselia at the wedding? What? Oh, they didn't tell you. But I said they could tell you afterwards.
2: (laughs) How? Oh...
1: Uh, it might uh, have been Dad Rochelle. is coming out.
3: <laughs>
0: Trick Dad is coming out. Uh, this oh, is, maybe it was Kelly. This is also off PokemonGoLive.com. Pokemon Go Safari Zone at Porto Alagiri. El, Por-
1: Porto Allegri.
0: Porto Allegri. Allegri. Uh, We are excited to announce the world's first Pokemon Go Safari Zone in South America. It will take uh, place along the recent revitalized Gabai Riverbank in the beautiful city of Will. Porto Brazil. Yep, Brazil. From January 25th to Sunday, January 27th, trainers of all ages will be able to catch a uh, wide variety of Pokemon, including some rarely uh, seen Pokemon throughout South America. This is a free ticketed event with limited availability. Register today for your chance to receive tickets. If you don't receive tickets, don't worry. While you won't be able to see any Pokemon within the event space uh, along the riverbank, all trainers may encounter many of the same Pokemon throughout all of Brazil during the event. Nice. If we just go by the what is on the <laughs> image, we see Piplup, Turtwig, and Chimchar. And then we also see Bagon Relicanth, which is exclusive to New Zealand was,
1: until it showed up in Brazil.
0: Uh, for three days. And then Psyduck. So I guess it's heavily heavily applied that uh, Psyduck will be shiny. And yeah, special Pokestops, uh, photo opportunities, team lounges. Kind of the same thing they've done at other Safari Zones. I will say, as somebody who monitors Pokemon Go news, especially on Facebook and Twitter, out of any of the other countries that complain... The South America people complained the loudest. I will let you know that. Probably, for, I mean, for good reason, they haven't gotten an event and this is their first event. So that's pretty exciting that they're getting something. I'm <sighs> curious if, I guess everyone is kind of in this boat where they just assume Pokemon Go Fest is going to happen again. But there's like, yeah. There's no like guarantee it's going to happen. And it wouldn't surprise me if it doesn't and they just keep doing these safari zone things but i don't know i i I I mean they've not
2: done a safari zone type thing here it's always been go fest right yeah
0: right i I feel like it's
2: easier for them to do go fest here because they're based out of america so it's easier to get volunteers and people at the company and they don't have to worry about international anything so I would imagine it's much more likely that we'll get GoFest and not safaris in America because that's where the company is based, and it's more cost-effective to do that type of event here than anywhere point. else in the world.
0: But I'm mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, as they haven't said anything about a future event.
2: No, but when did they announce GoFest last year? It was
1: like February or March.
2: Yeah, it's late, and then the ticket's go on sale while I'm at work, and then I log into the website, and then I can't get tickets. Yeah, that makes it's sense. A great GoFed experience for me.
0: I mean, in this case, you go to PokemonGoLive.com, you click uh, register here, you get put into a lottery, and then you still get salty that you didn't get picked. <laughs> but at least you didn't pay anything. True. I mean,
2: I'm down for free.
0: I mean, though, although like, I don't think anyone is complaining about the price of GoFest. I th- think GoFest both years have been $20. A ticket with travel well yeah but uh, i the same with Bra- i mean brazil's a pretty big country oh well, it is they? and i'm
1: like really surprised that the location they chose because it's like really far down south
2: yeah i was just say, isn't that really south
1: <laughs> it's kind of like well except you know things are flipped upside down so i was gonna say it's kind of like the miami of brazil but it's more like the i don't know Brazil? no Montpelier, Miami. like oh uh, yeah, up up there, Vermont style.
2: I mean, I'm trying to think of what other cities they would do in Brazil. I mean, they could do Rio.
1: Oh, Sao Paulo is the largest city in all of South America. So true. Why but, not Sao Paulo? Uh,
2: oh, it is. Super would that be hard to find south. space?
1: Nah, they got they got lots of parks and stuff there.
2: Oh, okay. I've never been to Brazil. so...
1: I have, and I've been I, to Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo is kind of like New York City, though. Yeah. Well, but I mean, Chicago's Chicago- kind of like New York City.
2: <laughs> they need the Chicago of
1: Brazil. What's the Chicago of Brazil? Rio? Ooh, I mean, no place in Brazil is as gross as Chicago, so I mean- it's hard to say. <laughs>
2: So maybe they picked the city based on how close it is to being gross like Chicago.
0: I I mean, look, my internet knowledge of (laughs) seeing two pictures of Porto Algeria is this city looks very fancy. Porto (laughs) Alegre.
1: And that's not even a good pronunciation. No,
0: (laughs) It looks very fancy here.
1: The problem with Brazil is that most of the middle part of the country is empty... So it's not like the UIS the UIS. The UIS. Good lord. Not like the US where you would say something like Chicago or Indianapolis in the middle. It's just like, oh, that's convenient for everybody. No, the middle of Brazil is like, that's convenient for no one.
2: (laughs) What is in the middle of Brazil?
1: Rainforest? The capital, Brasilia. Oh. And it's like there's nothing there. Brazil is
2: huge. Brazil is huge. <laughs> Very big. I mean, it's a big old it's a big old chunk of land.
1: But just to remember that the Amazon is most of it.
2: Yeah. State of Amazonias.
0: Let's do the last Pokemon Go article here, and then we'll uh we'll take a break. This is off Forbes. Now we're talking. Good old Forbes. Uh the title is How on Earth Did Pokemon Go make almost eight hundred? million dollars in 2018
1: uh by me buying incubators <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously <laughs> uh the biggest story of the year, gaming year is certainly fortnite which made epic games three billion dollars this year despite its battle royale being free selling only cos- cosmetics but similarly, an impressive story is that Pokemon Go made 800 million in 2018, two years after its release, which is a 35% jump from the year before. How in the world did Pokemon Go pull this off? Why are people still playing this game after two years? It was a global phenomenon and household name. It is still low key a global phenomenon, even if it's not much in headlines as 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 much anymore. And Yantec has really delivered on the promise to double down on Pokemon Go which m- many assumed would not happen with a new Harry Potter game on deck. Uh, engagement has dra- dramatically increased with new features like a friend system, research quests, trading, PvP, uh, and we've seen the launch of new generations of Pokemon working our way up to Gen 4, out of 7 for now. And um, There are plenty of cross-promotion events with Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee as Nintendo and the Pokemon Company are finally leaning into Pokemon Go's success. Past that, Serebii.net points out there were 31 events, 12 community days, 4 special rating days in Pokemon Go in 2018, as opposed to 10 total events in 2017. Niantic has figured out to keep players engaged, essentially there needs to be a non-stop parade of events in some form or another. Community days in particular have been a huge hit for the game. Uh, as during a few hours every month, it recreates the feeling of everyone is playing Pokemon Go outside, making large-scale IRL meetups still possible, even if the craziness of two years ago has subsided. There's some more comparisons to Fortnite and how Fortnite sells skins here. Pokemon Go has made a lot of... It's a dead game, guys. Uh, no one plays it anymore. I mean, anymore. it is a
2: dead game. Nobody plays it.
0: There's only one person spending $800 million. It's Bill Gates. Yep. He loves it. How'd
2: that go? I mean, <laughs> I, I don't incubators. spend money. I don't spend money until I have to, because people are like, hey, there's seven heat tran raids that we all have to go to. I get
0: those heat raids. We
1: I mean, only went to four four tran
0: raids. You're, you're, <laughs> and missing, out, one
1: pass. you're missing out, Greg. fear missing
0: out. I mean, peer pressure, peer pressure. Be like us, be like us. I mean, we've been talking about this for months, that Pokemon Go is a moneymaker.
2: It makes, it makes a good chunk of money.
0: Can't wait to see what their ideas are for Gen 5. Release uh, four Pokemon at a time once a month. (laughs) Keep your players engaged. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's no surprise that the big difference here was the 10 events versus the 30 events. Yeah. Being able to give people a reason to buy incubators or giving people a reason to buy raid passes, uh, I think, is the easy comparison also uh, uh not stated in this article but the amount of outfits that came out this year as opposed to last year was also night and day I'm very happy with my deli bird sweater for that i bought for two dollars and fifty cents that's it that's our pokemon go news uh thank you for listening to our pokemon uh go podcast we will no. I'm, we have some more Pokemon news uh, after the break. We have some movie news and some rumors about future Pokemon games that I don't really like to bring up, but they're they I feel like we're so far away that they're kind of fun at this point. So uh, we will be right back. They dropped the ball in the word splash. There probably could have yeah. been like making a zap, making a beep, beep, beep. Making Beeps, making a beep, beep, beep. Making Beeps. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's a Beep, Beep, Beep. You a Beep, 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 Beep? Well, sure, sure.
0: Beep, Beep, Beep. Making a Beep, 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 Making a pop. <laughs> I mean, beep, beep, beep.
1: That's
0: a And we are back from our break. We got some more Pokémon news here. Let's start off with the uh movie stuff. This is off uh nme.com. Pokémon movie gets a CGI remake treatment for 20 uh 21 years later. Uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution is expected in 2019. A new trailer for the upcoming Pokemon movie appears to show off that it's a CGI remake of the original 1998 animated film. A short teaser for Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution was released on New Year's Day as the clock strike struck midnight in Japan shows a CGI Mewtwo chasing after a Mew through the sky. Uh, it is unclear if the entire remake will be, uh, if it's unclear if the remake will entirely be in CGI or a combination of CGI and older animation. The film's tagline is, quote, The Legend is Back. And a promotional poster that looks like a tribute to the original movie hint that the new film will, uh, mine from the late film writer Takishi. Shudu, Shudu's original work. I don't know if you guys saw the little, like, it's like a, it's like what, ten seconds of
1: Yeah, footage? it's not a lot. I did not see it, no.
0: Just kind of like Mewtwo flying through the air, and then Yeah. Um, that was, that was kind of it.
1: And There's not much to it,
2: it's just like oh, alright. I mean, it looks good.
0: Yeah, it looks fine.
2: So, I mean, I th- is, how likely is it that it's just a frame-for-frame frame
1: remake? that's really scary to say but boy it could be
0: i guess i'm not like picky what it's what it's going to be
1: i did get some complaints that um people didn't like the fact that it was cgi and also a cgi remake
0: isn't the manaphy movie like all cgi
1: i don't never saw that movie
0: it's like a lot of cgi i want to say can't really speak to what is good CGI or what is bad CGI or what well, is good animation or bad animation. Anime very well,
1: rarely has CGI. Yeah. So that's number one.
2: Rarely. It has some. There's a couple of things that I think makes quality animation versus poor animation. So if you look at certain things and you can definitely tell that like it's so obviously rotoscoped which is the old thing of where they had humans act out the scenes and then they just drew over them, and so they look sort of awkward and weird. That's usually a sign that it was bad or cheap animation, or if you're watching the background and the background repeats a lot, it just means that they saved on cost instead of detailing out backgrounds. They just used the same background plate and animated in front of it. That's a sign of cheap animation. Uh, Things are less clear in... The age of CGI, but you can, like, there are certain CGI animations that, if it looks, if the motions look weird, if, like, we're in a new world, so if hair doesn't move right, or grass doesn't move individually, or water doesn't look like water, those are signs that they skimped on the high-budget animation and software costs to make a cheaper product. There are ways you can tell.
1: Hmm. Well, the bubbles look real nice in this trailer.
2: Yeah, they do. I mean, judging by the trailer, the background moves nice, the clouds all look like they have individual feels to them, so it doesn't look cheap. It doesn't mean that they didn't spend all their money on a five-minute fight sequence and skimped everywhere else. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's very true.
2: I mean, they do that too. Like, it's the old, here's the cutscenes for a video game, and then when you get to actually playing the game, that's where they didn't put any of the money.
0: I'm not picky, I guess. Maybe that's, like, a bad sign, but I'm not I'm not particularly attached to what they do. I mean, certain things bother certain
2: people more. Like, cheap animation bothers me because I really like animated films. But for a lot of people, they don't even notice. It's just, like, it's hard for me to watch a lot of films, especially if the acting is bad, because having trained as that and done that for a number of years like I know the signs of bad acting and it it bothers me. It's hard when you're if you if you steep yourself in a particular thing, the flaws stick out to you more. And so it's easier to get bothered by things that other people simply don't notice because that's not what they're steeped in. Yeah. You know, like kids telling you that do you know that raspberries help you catch things more?
0: Uh I I was I've heard
2: You've heard, but like you're steeped in that culture. So being told that like the 500th time is a very different experience for you than somebody who isn't and is like, oh, I forgot, you know, who plays it. Everyone's like, oh, I forgot. That's the same sort of thing. I watch a lot of anime and so I can pick up the subtle differences of bad voice acting and bad animation, sloppy writing. Like I know a lot. So because I watch a lot. So it bothers me more. So I'll, you know, that's just
0: Well, I know the uh the movie comes out in Japan in July, so I'm sure we'll have uh everything sorted in the next couple months here. And then a cl- Classic Pokemon Company, I'm sure we'll get the movie in America in November. In probably time for the
2: release of the new games. Probably
0: around the time a new game is going to come out. Yeah. Uh, I am into it. Which is our first rumor that we have. This is off NintendoEthusiast.com, titled Next Region? mark. No, it's actually titled Rumor Pokemon 2019 Game Possibly Discovered. Uh, and then there's a giant thing that says Next Region. Uh, it's, I'll read this real quick. Again, take this with a grain of salt. Nothing is confirmed. or uh, This is just speculation at this point. It is finally 2019, which means the next mainline Pokemon game is not too far away. We know virtually nothing about the game other than it's set to release this year, but it hasn't stopped fans from uncovering some possible information about the game. Many fans are suggesting that the game will take place in a region inspired by the United Kingdom, with the games possibly be calling, boy, this is the first time I've heard this, Pokemon Crown and Pokemon Scepter.
1: Oh
0: Those are bad names. People really reaching, eh? The source yeah. of these rumors all began from a calendar found in Pokemon Let's Go games. There's been a pattern with recent Pokemon games that provide hints where the next generation will take place. Both X&Y and, and Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire had hinted to a tropical region for the next game. Which became true of sun and moon. That's one example. That's, uh, okay. That's I would Okay. That, uh, there would be a lot more validity. If there was like. Black and white did this. Diamond and pearl did this. But okay I'll take right. you one example. So does this confirm the hints. That Pokemon Let's Go are true. There's no way to tell. But you can check out the evidence below. Twitter user suggests. That a map Uh, their Twitter name is Shining Star, suggests that a map found on the calendar above looks very similar to the United Kingdom. To uh, further the speculation, users have also reported that the Pokemon company has started using a crown in a lot of media. The crown, of course, symbolizes the British monarchy. or any monarchy back to the United Kingdom or just crowns are expensive and it's just the most expensive item in the game it's not that great also their their crown I guess was a picture from James Turner a very talented artist the only American artist that works at Game Freak who drew a little doodle of Pikachu wearing a crown but also drew Poiple, Guzzlord, and Vanillite. I have no clue if the writer of this article or the person reporting this has any clue that James Turner made Guzzlord, Vanillite, and Poiple and then drew Pikachu with a little crown, but also, also we- drew Pikachu with a magnifying glass because Detective Pikachu, I'm assuming, but like that is such a like stretch at that point.
2: Also, like the picture on the calendar, it, that's a stretch.
0: Yeah, so ideally, like, people are saying it would be like the Scotland, England, Wales, Ireland region, but it's just turned sideways, I guess. But well, even Northern then,
1: Ireland, not regular Ireland.
2: Yeah, but even then, it's real. Like that is a that is a stretch to make that alligator face thing with a hat look like England.
0: I would also argue that, like, X and Y referring to tropical regions is, like, it's not like Hawaii is the only tropical region in the world. True. That's also, like, kind of a stretch in my book, but okay. Can we
2: also talk about what terrible names Crown and Scepter would be? <laughs>
0: Can we talk about how everyone was so excited Lily was going to Kanto, and then that people thought Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon was going to have a Kanto expansion, that you would then go to Kanto once you beat Sun and Moon, and then go to Kanto and then battle Lily as a champion, and then they announced, let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee, and then everyone was really mad that we're going back to Kanto, because Kanto is suddenly the worst region in the world, but people wanted to go back to Kanto when they first played Sun and Moon because Lily said she was going to go to Kanto. Does anyone remember that? I do.
1: I do. You (laughs) have that really practiced.
2: Also, though,
1: I didn't care that Lily was going
2: to Kanto. I didn't care either.
0: None of that like.
2: Alike. Like, of course she's going to Kanto, because that's where you were supposed to have come from.
0: Yeah, your like, character originally yeah, came from. Your character from- came
2: from Kanto, so she's going back there to, you know, whatever. Like, it, it, it's fun to speculate, but admit when ideas are bad. And we're going to have to admit right now that Pokemon Crown and Pokemon Scepter are the worst <laughs> names that anybody has come up with.
1: I mean, I've heard some pretty bad names for Pokemon games, but that <laughs> those are definitely up
0: there. Those are up there. Those are pretty high, yeah. I have some more rumors here. Oh, Go man.
1: for it. Go for it.
0: Not really like a rumor, I guess, but uh, this is off comicbook.com. Pokemon Switch development has been harder than expected, says Pokemon Company CEO. Uh, this year, the Pokemon Company uh, released their first game on the Nintendo Switch, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Te- wait, wait, hold on, back up. Wasn't their first game Pokemon Quest? And their second game was Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee? Anyways, yes. consider both received were received quite warmly and sold considerably well, and both were made in a relatively quick amount of time after switching from the Nintendo 3DS. It's an impressive feat by the company and based off this, you would assume and conclude that the team made an easy transition to Switch development but that isn't the case. According to the CEO of the Pokemon company, uh, Ishihara, developing Pokemon for the Nintendo Switch has been harder than expected and perhaps harder uh, than it looks from the outside. Speaking to the Japanese media outlet Dime, the CEO admitted to some troubles uh, with developing for the hybrid system. Many comes down to the console's unique hybrid build that allows you to play the games on the go or on the tv according to ishihara ensuring that the gameplay is up to snuff and fun no matter which way a player chooses to play the game uh, has tested the team the ceo also admits that perhaps low expectations of the challenge of switching to the system probably didn't help and the reality of developing for the switch was probably five times harder than what was expected in an interview Um, Ishihara mostly conveys the general difficulties the team has had developing on the Switch but does mention that developing a main series Pokemon entry which is the 2019's game is slated to be has had its challenges and it makes sense after all the first main uh, it is the first main series game not developed not developed on a dedicated handheld device wait what is this writer trying to say like let's go Pikachu let's go Eevee is also main series but it was using. I, I don't know if they're like implying that this is like made from scratch. And let's go Pikachu. Let's go Eevee Is using a Gen Seven engine. Mm, I can't read their
1: minds. Yeah, uh,
2: it, I don't know. It, it's a floppy.
0: They also. I mean, also, I was already upset with the beginning of this article when they forgot <laughs> Pokemon Quest was definitely made by Game Freak. But okay. Uh, it's uh, easy to forget the churn that the Pokemon company produces. In 2016, Sun and Moon was released. In 2017, Ultra Sun Ultra Moon released. And this past year, Pokemon Let's Go. Uh, and now this year, the next Pokemon main series title will ship. Uh, not only is the company releasing one, two, depending on how you decide to slice it up, games each year. But they've all been quality. And now that it's this while transitioning to a brand new system that offers unique ways of playing Uh, And that isn't just played at a small portable screen. Sounds like a unique challenge. I also like throw this under like rumors and speculation because yeah, the CEO does say it's hard, but there's not like a single thing they specifically said was difficult. Besides like players can play on the go or can play on the TV, but they've like definitely accomplished that with let's go. Yeah.
3: Yeah,
2: Weren't some people saying that there was weird slowdown. Like I never saw it, but some slowdown issues between handheld and, um, screen. Or oh, yeah.
1: Marco. So I, I think when I was in, I want to say handheld mode, um, I, I saw some of the, it was like the, the Pokemon stopped moving so quickly. Everything stopped moving so quickly around the screen. Yeah, I never ran into it, but I imagine
2: like, that's probably what he's, what they're sort of alluding to. Like, this was very difficult because yeah we experienced these slowdowns, which isn't an ideal situation. You are trying to make, you know, a major game, but I don't think that means. I just think that that's them saying, you know, hey, we as a company, you know, want to make the best game possible. It's like getting ahead and saying, you know, we are working on issues, want to make the best game and best experience. Yeah, and it's a, it it takes more than we. It's not. It's not a three DS.
0: Right. Too early to tell. I like they're going to ship a game this year. They're not not going yeah, to ship a game. They're not not going to
1: and we we haven't seen even a trailer uh, a hint of a trailer
2: i'm going to say that this is them getting a whole ahead of having nothing out in march they're going to be very mm. getting ahead of hey spoilers should be out now cuz patterns
0: but it like it doesn't matter when they announce it like we know it's coming out in november right <laughs> Right. <laughs> Unless for some reason they decide to move it up, which which is I like I wouldn't be upset if they said like October or September or July, like they could possibly move it up. It's not unheard of of Pokemon games coming out in September. But if if they've already made two games this year uh, this past year on Switch, uh, Quest, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee and now they're all hot, all hands on deck for this game. I'm assuming they want to, you know, not rush it, even though I feel like every game, Pokemon or not, is, feels like there are shortcuts taken. And as somebody who's worked on projects before, I'm sure you guys have as well can attest to, hey, this website or this, this whatever needs to be launched in the next two weeks. What are we cutting to make sure that we hit this deadline? <laughs> yep. Will
1: Anderson never cuts corners. Oh no liar.
0: So yeah, I'm I'm sure that is a thing, but like even if they came out tomorrow and said this is the new Pokemon game, or they came out and said in six months this is the new Pokemon game, I feel like it's still coming out in November no matter what.
2: Pretty much. Probably, yeah. It's just they're gonna have to cut down the whole musical contest part of it to make us make the the deadline.
3: I'm not happy about that.
0: No. Foreigners had to be cut. Also, I can't really think of another. I can't like really think of like another game series where literally the brand new game came out less than two months ago, and people are are already demanding the next one. Call of Duty, Co- Call of Duty, <laughs> Madden, Call Madden's of Madden's Duty. Are Madden fans like I don't I find that hard to believe Madden yeah, fans yeah, yeah. are like 2 months after Madden comes out of like throwing their hands up in the air and being like, "Well, I'm just waiting for the 2020 version." WWE well, w- no, for DLC. 2K. Yeah. <laughs>
2: they 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 are they are you got to think that a lot of these other series have DLC and they start barking for DLC the minute the first person completed whatever main storyline there is. Like Pokemon doesn't do DLC, so we bark for a new game because we know we're not going to get DLC. But other series are like, yo, when's that DLC coming? Or, in the case of Final Fantasy, when's the next patch? When are we going to get patched new content? Like, that happens the day a new patch is released. (laughs) It's like, hey, this is great, I finished it. Next, when's my new content coming?
1: Yeah, it's all these game guzzlers out there. They eat up the game so fast, and then they're like, I need the next one. Uh, you gotta wait, bud. You should have been more patient.
0: I got plenty of things to do, and let's go. I'm still enjoying the heck out of that game. I, I'm, i like, in a situation where
2: I'm slightly overloaded with games right now, which I try to avoid, but I've got I got a lot, like, just on the back burners. <laughs> I made the mistake of buying Stardew Valley. That's what I'm basically that's saying. That's, that's all
0: downhill right there.
2: I bought it on the Switch, and it was a bad idea. Yeah, it's more like Star don't,
1: don't Valley.
2: I kind of don't know what I'm doing, and then I'm like, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm. Gonna and then play you're this just like one more day
0: in the game, which is like yeah. ten minutes, and then after that, you're like, man, that was a good day. One more day, and all of a sudden it's four a.m. and you're still playing Stardew Valley.
2: I mean, I pass out at some point, but yeah, I get the, I get
1: it. I'm uh, not playing any Stardew Valley, heck no.
0: Pokémon the Movie "I Choose You" is now available in net on Netflix in North America, Europe, and Australia. So now you can be disappointed for free.
3: What
1: "I well, Choose You" is for twenty five dollars a month? You mean?
0: Oh yeah, is well, yeah, is good. It's good, not great, not but great, n- uh, yeah, just good. I like it.
2: Good. I'd it's watch better it better than that. The better than the Power Book
0: the power of blood
1: (laughs) i still haven't seen that movie
2: (laughs) i'm just excited for the frame by frame cgi remake that we're getting
0: just i love it uh last bit of news here is this is actually off pokemon.com prepare for battle in pokemon let's go pikachu or pokemon let's go eevee we talked about not last week, but I think the week before, about how to keep that catch combo going, which is an article uh, published by Pokemon.com. They have another published article. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It's pretty, I mean, if you've heard me say the title, it's about battling. Uh, but they talk about uh, IVs in this article. And how if you collect at least 30 of a different species, you can go to Professor uh, Oak's assistant on... Route 11 to get the judge function. And then if you get a catch combo greater than 30, uh, you can get four max IVs for your Pokemon. It talks about natures, and it literally has a flowchart of red and red gives you Hardy, red and yellow gives you bold, red and blue gives you modest. They lay it all out here. Um, It talks about hyper training. So if you get a Pokemon to level 100... Uh, It says, with some diligence, you can look for hidden items through the Rocket Game Corner, aka Bottle Caps. And then they talk about having a balanced team, uh, which is, you know, good luck in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee when there's only 153 Pokemon to choose from. They Mm -hmm. also talk about candy and the difference between normal rules and no restrictions and how the no restrictions does benefit with candy. And finally, they talk about Mega Evolution. So, it's Probably, if you're listening to the show, you probably know about all that, especially since we do touch on that stuff from time to time. I do think it's interesting, though, that one, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee is not a huge competitive game. I mean, it was stated by the director, Masuda, that they didn't really want to focus on competitive stuff in this game. Uh, but there is an article for the people who do care about that, I, I suppose, that, I mean, there are there are people trying to make the competitive stuff work. I mean, one could argue that people are trying to make the competit- competitive stuff work in Pokemon Go, which is nothing but tapping, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, I there. still
1: haven't had a battle in Pokemon Go. There. Well, we can battle right now, Will. I thought you had to be proximate.
2: No, because we we're best friends. Three, we can oh. anywhere we Three want. and four
0: star, you can be anywhere. But yeah, I think it's cool that they, they do touch on that kind of stuff, especially with the natures and the IVs and the bottle caps, and... I think it's cool that they're just publishing articles like that, because I would say that the Pokemon company five years ago would never mention the word shinies or ivies or (laughs) natures.
1: No, and then they realized that that stuff was just way too complicated.
0: Pokemon.com, they got articles. Surprise. Who knew? Also, I think the uh, Dallas regionals is coming up, if you're in the Dallas area. I don't have the play Pokemon events in front of me, but I'm pretty sure that's coming up soon. If you're TCG or VGC or... I don't know if they do Pokemon Tournament at those regionals level. Sure, why not? You just set up a set up a couple switches. Call it a day. Uh, all right. I think we'll take our last break, and then we have our question of the week and our Pokemon of the week. So we will be right back. Fancy. I'll go home and make a meatball sub. But it's fake meatballs. The fakest. Yeah. But they're good fake meatballs.
2: They're good fake meatballs. They're good fake meatballs.
0: Are back from our break. Everything was tr- everything on the break was true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What
1: toasted coconut flavored bottled water is delicious. Cucumber flavor is not delicious.
2: Well, yeah, uh, store bought cucumber flavor. But like, if you take a cucumber and put it in one of those pitchers that has like the core in the middle where you can stuff fruit and stuff. In the sink in your fridge, that's yeah, really delicious. Yeah, I've done that I before. like that. that. That is tasty. Question of the week.
0: It's time for the question of the week. Uh, this one's from Robert. What city from the Pokemon games would you want to live in and why?
1: Ooh. Uh, so does that include towns? Yes. Because there's, like, the place where the people lived up in the trees because they were afraid of the ground.
2: Yeah, in Gen 3. Poor Tree City.
1: Yeah. I can tell you, like, I, just to make things very easy and simple, like, the absolute worst city that no one would ever want to live in. Um, oh, what's the name of it, though? Oh, Dag Nabit. <sighs> it's the one that's, like, right next door to Kirim. And all the people are like, we don't go yeah. outside. And-
2: <laughs> we don't leave our homes. <laughs> yeah, no, don't live there.
1: Because there's a Pokemon that comes out and eats people. <laughs>
2: Isn't that right? Is, are not they also like plagued by fog? Isn't that, it's Gen 4, right? It's the North City that you have to like defog and get rid of the headache. Psydux to get to?
1: Uh, I don't, Lacunosa Town.
2: Yeah, don't live there. I know, I would want to live in Konikoni City.
1: Where's Kone Coney?
2: On Akala Island. Oh, in Hawaii. I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, Alola. Sorry. In Alola. So, like, you're by the volcano. Cool. You're by the resort. Wait, so, you know, they got some beaches and some money. But you're not in the resort town. You're by it. It's got a lighthouse and a cemetery nearby. It's like win, 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 win. Yeah.
0: It's cemetery. a good city.
2: Yeah. We gotta go someday, friend. You gotta get those ghost types. Where else are you gonna get them? Oh, man. And it's right by the ruins. Olivia has a shop there. It's got a photo salon. It's got everything. It's got a, one of the best restaurants. Some of the best clothes are found there. Mm, like, true. It's it's all win. You can get the rose incense there, so you can finally breed like, And... Uh, the daycare is on the same island in that really horrible western town that nobody should live in.
1: Paniolo Town.
2: Yeah, boo.
1: Yeah, What's town. wrong with that? Don't be a
2: hater. Too late. <laughs> Lana lives there.
0: Man, when you like pick a sun and moon city, or just like everything feels so lived in and that and that that lived in and whatnot, and then you think of like something like Cinnabar Island, and you're just like, oh, it. Has a, a a lab and a mansion and a gym and a Pokemon Center yeah. and uh, a Pokemart and nothing else.
1: <laughs> and that uh, that mansion's not doing too good. It's got no, a lot of holes in the floor.
2: This guy's a problem. It's just like a lawsuit. Welcome to lawsuit mansion. <laughs> Kids get lost in here.
0: I mean, if, uh, I guess like if if. I'm in the Kanto mindset, I would pick Saffron, because it's literally connected to four cities on all sides of it, so it's very easy to, like, move between.
2: Well, uh, I would actually, I would go to um, Celadon City for the shopping, for the mall, and then I can go to the beautiful Resort Seaside bike path, walk path. Like, that's my preferred Kanto city. And Plus, you complain
1: it's got a about game the corner. Mall of America so much.
2: Okay. <laughs> C- Celadon Look. Department Store is no Mall of America.
1: That game corner, even the residents of the town will let you know, it's it's no good. There's no yeah, good people but, like, there. You
2: get, to live, you get to live on the dark side occasionally, you know. Ooh. Plus, it's got the grass gym, and grass is one of my favorite types.
0: But then, oh, I, true. then I think Goldenrod, and that's like a better Celadon. Yeah, but it's in Horrible Johto, so, blah, no. Yeah, but you benefit from everything in Johto being right next to each other.
3: Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
2: it's waste worth wasted all their you game data uh, to
0: fit in Kanto, so they had to reduce the paths and everything's right next to each other. So you barely have to walk anywhere to get to the next town. Mm, true. I like Goldenrod. I mean, there's
2: so many places I would live in Hoenn. Like so many places I would live in Hoenn.
0: You got the town next to the water, and then you got the other town next to the water, and then you can't forget the town on the water, which is next to why the water. Why are you the worst?
1: <laughs> I know. Exactly.
2: Uh, why are you the worst? Like, okay. Respero City, great city. Slateport City on the beach, yes, please. Has a Nautico Museum. Things to do. Has contests. Like, you know, there's getting has one good thing, intro. thing to do. <laughs> it's got a market. It's got a submarine shop, a museum, and a contest hall, and a beach. That is five. Five things to do. Fine. For Tree City, you
1: can live in the trees. Five
0: Perfect. things to do is more than Milwaukee.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: That's not
0: true.
2: Milwaukee has six. There are uh, There's
1: more than one B-dubs in Milwaukee.
0: Let's see, yeah, there also, you go.
2: Also, you could live in Pseudopolis City. I don't know how you get in and out of that city if you don't have Pokemon that knows Dive, but you could live there in isolationist.
1: Oh, that's plus, nice. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Plus it's got super fabulous Wallace and Super Fabulous Juan. Like both of those trainers are some of the most fabulous trainers that have ever existed. Like Hoenn is a top notch island resort town. There is nowhere except for maybe the weird log city that I just think how are, how have you not been destroyed by a typhoon at this point? Moss Deep, perfect city. It's got a space exploration program. It's got that sweet, sweet NASA money. Well, not NASA. Well, what? Pokemon, Pokemon Aeronautic Pasa. Space? Passa. Passa? Welcome to Passa. Sinnoh, meh. Mm. Where, would, where would you live in Sinnoh? Jubilee? I, I can Not the only good city. Look, I, mean, Floor, I haven't, is I haven't good. played
0: a Sinnoh game in—I know—twelve years. Or I remember there long. was like one area where it was, like just like,
1: super confusing, like to get anywhere. Like you had to go like over things and under things, and it was like, oh, I'm, the, I'm lost. isn't that oh, isn't that Veilstone?
0: That's the one with the electric gym, right?
1: Yeah, that's Veilstone,
2: isn't it?
0: I don't remember. It's like a bunch of water, and then a bunch of like stairs up and down to, like, get to yeah. the gym.
2: No, Veilstone's the, where the meteor are. Oh, which one is it? Which one is it? Is it... uh it's on the coast, right?
1: You're asking for way too much from my memory for a game I played a very long time ago. It's it's Sunny Shore. Sunny Shore is the electric gym.
0: Get back Although to me I will in, like say, two months when I replay this game and figure it out. Yeah, when the remakes come out. Um,
2: Snowpoint City is an ideal... Ski resort town. I don't know that I'd want to live there, but like it'd be a good place to go vacation. I do like the the lakes.
1: Yeah, the lakes are nice. So you get them lake spirits. So that's lovely. That's nice about the Sinos. Plus, you know, the cat.
2: I mean, is you. If you're gonna live in Unova, there's the cat. <laughs> if you're gonna live in Unova, you're gonna want to live in the big city.
1: You're gonna live in Castilia City. Oh no 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 never no sleeps. no 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 See, I my preferred town is Undella Town because it's just nice, gentle, coastal resort town.
2: Just you lovely. know prices.
1: The cost of living in Undella Town is
2: unachievable
1: for have, your modern Pokemon trainer. Have you been to South Carolina? Because some of that coastal real estate, it's not that expensive.
2: Yeah, but this is limited resources Pokemon world.
1: <sighs> I am a champion trainer. I use I mean, Payday I, every time <laughs> I attack. I've got the cash. <laughs> well, Don't you that's worry. That's
2: because the, you know, the coin is deflated because it just keeps being produced by meowths and other Payday Pokemon. Like, the government has lost control over minting money. That's Oof. why... The Pokemon world's healthcare system, like, look, we don't even know how much to cost you because you can just make money, so it's free. <laughs> just I will say your money
1: out of whole cloth.
2: <laughs> Humalao City would be fun to live in.
1: It's the all the docks of the on the beach with the little huts. Oh, I know where Steve wants to live. Oh, where? It's it's in um it's in Hohen. It's where everybody's hanging out in the hot tubs all the time. Oh, oh hot wow. tub living. What's it what called?
2: Is that? Fall Fall Arbor Town. Yeah, Fall Arbor Town. Is it Fall Arbor? It's right out. No, like... Fall Arbor has the. Oh, it... no. no, just think Fall Arbor Town. Old
1: old people in hot tubs.
2: Lava Ridge Town. That's the one that has the hot tubs.
1: Has the hot springs. I mean, Lava
0: Ridge. Yeah, you're right. Lava
2: Ridge and Flannery's there being all fiery
0: mm-hmm. with her
2: gym. And there's a contest place there too. That's a pretty good spot to live, in Hoenn. Like, Hoenn has the best cities. Everybody wants to live in Hoenn. This is an audio podcast,
0: but this is me shaking my head going, no, it doesn't.
2: Yes. It does. Name a better one. You can't. Moving on.
0: I think all of Alola has better cities, and they're laid out very nicely, and they're memorable, and there's not... Kecleons blocking the paths
2: <laughs> there there are keckleons in that tunnel, don't even start, and they block stuff, Snowbell City and Kalos anyone
1: uh, city of
2: everlasting winter <laughs> it is lovely,
1: it is like, lo- oh, but you know i I kind of like the with the train station, that little town right there, with the waterfalls. Oh, that's so nice. That and one the is the abandoned nice. mine. There is that Solage City. Why not?
2: Why <laughs> like, not? I have like
1: I have no memory for names of things at all. I know it's on the eastern side. I know that the train station is there. We never found out what Professor Sycamore was writing to himself. I mean, we could all briefly live in Geosenge Town until it gets
2: blown up by a super weapon. So. Rip that town. <laughs> nah, I'm not into
1: those historical...
2: <laughs> landmarks. Like,
1: uh, like you know, like Colonial Williamsburg and that kind of stuff, yeah. where it's recreating the history.
2: Is So which one has the fairy gym and the
1: Pokeball? Like, if you... Okay. Yeah, why is the Pokeball factory with the fairy gym? That's yeah. just so a it's weird...
2: LaVar City. LaVar City.
1: That Then you know you have a job. For sure. Yeah, but it's so moist there. Moist? It's like always wet.
2: It is is a swamp. It is next to a swamp. (laughs) It is LaVar City, the city of everlasting moistness. It has an official say. Oh, LaVar City, the city of otherworldly dreams.
1: Uh, (laughs) That Mm -hmm. does not. No, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, I will stay in Undela. Thank you. Cynthia comes to visit every now and then. She's a great leader in the Pokemon world.
2: Okay, I did not realize that all of these Kalos cities have taglines. Dendemil not? Town, a town where fluff dances on the wind. Oh, it sure stop. does. And we
0: need to retire the show. That's <laughs> all bad. <laughs> Speaking of bad, Will, give us our Pokemon of the Week.
1: Oh, I don't think we can handle the Pokemon (laughs) of the Week this week. It's Victini. (sighs) No, it is not Victini this week. That was a special mystery (laughs) Pokemon. I can't believe people just didn't get that right right off the bat. People were actually confused. I'm like, you folks need to listen better.
2: Well, we try, but...
1: Good advice for you, gentlemen. Today, okay, Listen okay. I'm listening better. Uh, Ready? Right better. Excuse me. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> you can't shots fired and then say go ahead. Go ahead. This Pokemon is one of Jeff Theedy's favorite Pokemon and also the only Kalos native Pokemon used by Gym Leader Wolfric. Wolfric is a burly, bearded gentleman who wears his winter coat draped over his shoulders without putting his arms through the sleeves. He is either very avant-garde or kind of trashy. You decide. (laughs) (laughs) In Jukasjarvi, Sweden, there is a place known as the Ice Hotel. Constructed along the banks of the Torn River, the hotel is rebuilt every winter when the temperatures are cold enough to combine the freezing river water with snow to create the building material known as snice. Held in molds until the material is firm enough to be used as building material, snice is used not only to shape the ice hotel, but also to create many of the housewares that are used inside. Plates and glasses, tables, and chairs. This week's Pokémon resembles either an Ice Table or maybe an Ice Dinosaur. Its pre-evolution looks like an upside-down Carbink. So much for creativity in Kalos.
3: Being a (laughs)
1: mono-ice-type Pokémon, this monster can have the ability Ice Body. In Hailstorms, it recovers 1 16th of its HP each turn. It could also have the hidden ability Sturdy which means it cannot be taken from full HP to zero HP in one turn. Finally, this Pokemon could have the ability Own Tempo, an ability that cures confusion. The only Ice-type move Wolfric had on this Pokemon was Avalanche. Avalanche is a decreased priority move, it is more likely to go last, that has 120 base power if the user was damaged by a move within that turn. Since this Pokemon has defense as its highest stat at 184, it should be able to take a hit. Please do not set hot coffee on this week's Pokemon. All right. Shouldn't easy, be too hard, easy. kids.
2: <laughs> easy. If you think I don't know what my good child in Chicago's
1: favorite Pokemon are, excuse me. Your child is the worst child.
0: Uh, no, it's obviously Drampa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what yes. Drampa? Uh, it's Avalug.
2: Yeah, yes. Good old Avalug should have done Drampa. Hmm. Hmm. So, I'm desperately trying to see the difference in the Shinies. Is uh, it just the yellow on the side?
1: I don't have it up. Oh, come on. You knew it so easy. You should have been, been racing to get to the page to look.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess it's the yellow. The thing about like the Shinies on Bulbapedia is they, like pull the 3D models. Sometimes like they're more translucent or less translucent, depending. Yeah. And so, yeah. sometimes it's hard to tell with colors. I'm going to try to see if... Can you even find a wild Avalug, though? Like, you have to evolve it.
2: Yeah, you have to find a shiny Bergmite. Burmy- That's it. <laughs> okay, so I found an artistic drawing of a shiny and the cracks are green instead of purple and its eyes are yellow and the sides are yellow instead of the white. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah, the
0: cracks are green. I see this. I see this now. Uh, Avalug has the highest base defense stat of all ice type Pokemon. Avalug shares its category with Regice; they are both known as the iceberg Pokemon. Avalug is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 514, and Avalug is the heaviest ice Pokemon. The big old chunk of ice
2: is a big old chunk of ice.
0: Avalug could uh, benefit from a Mega Evolution.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What would mega it, Lug. What would it
0: <laughs> Mega Lug? What would it,
1: <laughs> what would
2: it, it would do? Just, it, it would just become a full iceberg and just sink ships.
0: Yeah, it would be <laughs> Its mega evolution should just be a bigger version of itself but with a boat sticking out of it. I was just thinking <laughs> the same thing.
2: Oh or man. It, or or it just gains walrén on top.
1: <laughs> walrén? rain. Um, let's talk about the real issue here. What is up with Wolfric? He's a what? gym leader. Why can't he have some style? He has got mad style. Look at them
2: chops.
0: Look at that. Look what? at them sideburns going down. He's to- like one of the more memorable gym leaders. He, because he wears his, a uh, a, a
1: shirt and, a winter coat, but he yeah. doesn't wear it properly.
2: The okay. His tagline is tough as an iceberg. Hot as a furnace. Yeah, he is.
0: (laughs) I just don't get it.
2: Daddy Wolfric coming for you.
0: Stop this show immediately. (laughs) Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Was he in the anime? Yeah, He was in the anime.
1: He was in the anime. Yeah, uh, because Ash lost to him and then had to go back.
0: Ash loses to every gym leader, like, once, I feel like.
2: No, not Nah. Not, not every. Like, uh, 70%.
0: According to the anime, uh, it says, Wolfric is a determined gym leader in battles to the point where he becomes slightly impatient. He likes when his challenger is motivated and driven through battle and wants to see their fiery, burning passion. Wolfric believes... Progress and victories can be can be achieved if a trainer really trusts their Pokemon he wants to see during the battle and sometimes changes his strategy to see such passion. He also has a slight speaking problem and sometimes says, "You know" when describing something. How is that a problem Well, you know, you know you know uh time to end the podcast, you know you know. Ramos, I never remember Ramos, although I think Olympia and Valerie are very memorable. Oh,
2: I remember Ramos a lot, the old guy. Or, as his tagline says, the old growth is still in bloom. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Okay, Olympia's tagline is terrible.
1: Yeah, for Ramos, you had to climb the tree.
2: Yeah, you had to climb the tree. Olympia's tagline is, the person who makes paths with starlight. Well,
1: I mean, it's accurate. I mean, it's just
2: accurate. This is what she does. Valerie, meanwhile, our fairy type gym leader is the maiden from a land with history. What land doesn't have history?
0: Alabama. Better.
2: Well, you're not wrong.
1: (laughs) I mean, a lot of history they'd like to forget.
2: Yeah. All right, we should we should be done. Yeah, I think we're good here.
0: Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making it to the end of the show. Uh, hopefully we got a good year ahead of us, 2019. I'm sure Pokemon Go will still be a thing this year. I assume that we'll see a new Pokemon game this fall. Uh, they did say the late 2019 for that. Um, Detective Pikachu, live action movie. So there's a, a lot of things at least right off the bat that we know about, and probably a lot of things we don't know about. Uh, We'll be here every Monday for your listening enjoyment. You can follow us on Twitter. Greg is at White Wing. Will is at Wash in the Sink. I am at Dragging a Lake. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter, at Pokemon Podcast. And you can stay up to date with the podcast, of course, and... Uh, any Twitch streams that I do, I stream every day but Sunday, because we record the podcast on Sunday and then I edit it, so it takes all day. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for an amazing 2018. Here's to a hopefully an amazing 2019. Oh, it's gonna be amazing.
2: Just it's you great. wait, it's gonna be a good, good. you know, especially that Mister <laughs> Mime, protective deep Pikachu meme that's been going around
0: that they put out. Have you seen it? It's pretty good. I I can't anymore. My Pokemon brain shuts off as soon as this episode is over.
3: (laughs) Wow. Wow. Uh,
0: But we'll get... Married
2: life getting to you.
0: We'll see you guys next week. Uh, Again, thank you for all the the wedding wishes and everything that you guys did through Twitter or Slack or Discord or whatever. Uh, Thank you guys for all the kind words. I really, really appreciate it. Have a good week. Uh, This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super basculine junkies.
1: Yeah. basculine i need the red Mm -hmm. i need the blue
0: i need both
1: (laughs) why are you making me suffer
0: a big shout out to the producers of this show starting with kevin cygnus robert ivan jeff pat matrick katherine and alex thank you so much for your support and supporting it's super effective if you would also like to support it's super effective You can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective or even easier isc.cash. Thank you all for listening and we'll see you next week.